start with a question this morning, which I'd like you just to discuss with someone near you. If you could pick someone, real or imaginary, to be the leader of the world, who would you choose? And what? It's just I was looking at things that are going on with the leaders at the moment, and I thought, oh... Maybe we need someone else. So if you could choose anyone, real or imaginary, who would it be and why? And you cannot say Jesus because we're in church. Okay? Thank you. So, discuss away. I'll ask you in a minute or so. Peter Kay. That'd be good. I'd listen to him. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Oh! We're going to... Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. You? Oh, James thinks he would lead the world. Ninja Turtles? That would be very peaceful. Okay, anyone else? Bradley Walsh? Wonder Woman? This is brilliant. Yeah. Any, anyone else to lead the world? Nelson Mandela? Oh, That's very good. Barack Obama. The Pope. Pope? Some good, yeah. I'd go with Wonder Woman, but that's just me. Yeah. Haven't suggested many women, have we? Oh, yeah, but let's not get into that now. The reason that I said you couldn't pick Jesus is because I knew you'd all do it. Jesus. But also, there's a psalm. Well, no, there is a psalm, but I'm not reading that. There's a book in the Bible called the book of Isaiah. And in that, it says this. Can you compare God to anything? Think of all the people you'd want to lead the world. Think of all the great people that you know. Can you compare God to anything? Can you make a picture of God? It says no. But some people make statues from rock or wood, and they call them gods. One worker makes a statue, then another worker covers it with gold and makes silver chains for it. For the base, he chooses special wood, a kind of wood that will not rot. Then he finds a good woodworker, and the worker makes a god that will not fall over. Surely you know the truth, don't you? Surely you have heard. Surely someone told you long ago. Surely you understand who made the earth. It is the Lord who sits above the circle of the earth. And compared to him, people are like grasshoppers. He rolled open the skies like a piece of cloth. He stretched out the skies like a tent to sit under. He takes away the power of rulers. He makes the world's leaders completely worthless. They are like plants that are planted in the ground, but before they can send their roots into the ground, God blows on the plants and they become dead and dry and the wind blows them away like straw. The Holy One says, can you compare me to anyone? No one is equal to me. Look up at the skies. Who created all those stars? Who created all those armies in the sky? Who knows every star by name? He is very strong and very powerful. So not one of these stars is lost. We can think of the greatest leaders, real or imaginary, 
but none of them compare to the God who created the universe. You know, I sometimes think we forget the greatness of God. There's so much going on and so many people talking about wonderful things and so many great things happening that we latch on to lots of things that are going on and we forget that actually the most wonderful, the most powerful, the best thing in the world is God. And we forget how great, how truly huge and amazing he is. There's a psalm. This is what I thought I was going to read earlier, but now I'm reading it now. There's a psalm in the Bible, Psalm 8, that says this, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what are mere mortals that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hand. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our universe is amazing. When you look up at the stars, as that psalm said, when I look up at the heavens and I see all that you have made, scientists think that our universe is amazing. And so did King David, who was down to have written this psalm, looking up at the universe and seeing how amazing it was. He looked up at the stars and he proclaimed the greatness of God. He saw the works of God's hands. In fact, he said it was the work of God's fingers. David was a great king. And yet he wasn't always a great king. He started off as the youngest of eight sons. He worked in the field as a shepherd. And when Samuel was told to look for the next king of Israel, he came to David's family, but David was out in the fields. As we looked at all the other brothers, the handsome ones, the tall ones, the clever ones, the wonderful looking ones, and God said, no, none of these, none of these for king. And then he got David's dad to call him in from the field, and in came David, young boy, didn't look like much, and God said, that's going to be the next king. David went to play in Saul's courts, he was a good musician, but then he ended up defeating Goliath. And Saul became jealous of him. And then David went on the run away from Saul for years and years until Saul eventually died and David was crowned king of Israel. And he was a wonderful king. A king after God's own heart. And he wrote loads of psalms. And that's what makes this psalm quite amazing because King David, someone who everyone else looked up to, wrote a psalm about how wonderful God was. He didn't write a psalm about how wonderful God was for giving him the power that he'd been given. He wrote a psalm about how amazing God was and how small human beings were in comparison. 
David, the king of the world at that time, recognised that under God, he was like nothing because God was so amazing. And he did that by looking up at the universe. So how amazing is our universe that David saw and wondered at and thought of the greatness of God? I've got a little quiz here. Do you know a lot about the universe? Oh, Rob might. That scares me because you know what my quizzes are like. (laughs) Full of wrong answers. Okay, we're going to start. There's, There's multiple choice, of course, as always. So, you know, it's not that hard. How many stars are there in the universe? Is our first question. It's quite easy, really. Is it A? Is it A? 800 trillion. Is it B? 100 billion. Or is it C? 10 billion trillion. Yeah. So, how many stars are there in the universe? Oh, just approximately. We don't have to get it exact. <laughs> Who thinks A? 800 trillion. Rachel? Who thinks B? 100 billion. Who thinks C? 10 billion trillion. Oh, quite a few of you. Yes, that is correct, actually. 10 billion trillion. Of course, we don't know, but that's an estimate. How many, how many is that? I don't know. I had to write it in words because I couldn't really, didn't really understand. My mind couldn't do that. Okay, question number two. How many Earths could you fit inside the sun if they didn't burn up, of course, and explode? How many Earths could you fit inside the sun? Could you fit 70? Or B, could you fit 1 million? Or C, could you fit 500,000? So if you put the Earth into the sun, how many could you fit? Who thinks 70? Who thinks one million? Who thinks 500,000? Oh, you're all completely wrong. I like that. It's actually one million. One million Earths would fit into the sun. People are discussing it. It's probably wrong. Got it off the internet. Question number three. Where is the biggest mountain in our solar system? Where is the biggest mountain in our solar system? Is it A, Mars... Is it B, on the moon, or is it C, on the earth? Okay, biggest mountain in our solar system. Who thinks it's on Mars? Okay, who thinks that it's on the moon? Who thinks it's on our earth? Oh, we had a spattering. Who didn't actually put their hand up? Okay, excellent, because there were a lot of people just sitting there staring. Okay, it is actually on Mars. And it is 15 miles high. It's quite big, isn't it? And it's called... Yes. <laughs> Rob knows. <laughs> okay. Number four. What does the middle of the Milky Way galaxy smell like? What does the middle of the Milky Way galaxy smell like? Is it... Hot metal. Is it B, raspberries? Or is it C, seared steak? Seared steak. 
Okay. Who thinks it's hot metal? Hmm. I thought that was quite... Who thinks it's raspberries? Hmm. Who thinks it's seared steak? Who hasn't put their hand? <laughs> Who's not taking part? It's raspberries. Yeah. How do they know that? Okay, number five. 10,000 light years from Earth, there's a massive cloud of alcohol. Did you know that? There's a massive cloud of alcohol. Beer, to be precise. How many pints of beer does this cloud hold? So, let's just get... People are still on the first bit, aren't they? 10,000 light years from Earth, there's a massive cloud of beer, alcohol, beer. You're all... You're all... Really? It was on the internet. How many pints of beer does this cloud hold? It's on a number of them, actually. Is it A, 400 trillion trillion pints? Just made this all up. Is it B, 500 billion pints? Or is it C, 250 billion trillion pints? Who thinks that this massive cloud of alcohol that is honestly floating around holds 400 trillion trillion pints of beer? Three, four of you. Who thinks it holds 500 billion pints of beer? Who thinks it holds 250 billion trillion pints of beer? Who doesn't really care? (laughs) Okay. The answer is 400 trillion trillion. A. Hmm. There you go. Didn't know that, did you? Okay. Number seven. Six, five, don't know. How many stars are born each day? Is it A, 300 million? These figures are just too mind-blowing for me. Is it B, 275 million? Or is it C, 150 million? How how many stars? (laughs) How many stars are born each day? Come into being... 300, is it A, 300 million? B, 275 million. C, 150 million. Who thinks A? B? C? Hmm. Okay, I think B won that, but the answer is actually A, 300 million. It's hard work, this quiz, isn't it? I thought it'd be a bit, a bit easier. Okay, next one. This is more down to earth. When we are awake, how much electricity do our brains produce? Looking at all of you this morning, I'm not not sure, but is it A, enough to power a small light bulb? Is it B, none? Or is it C, enough to boil a kettle? Okay, so when you're awake, how much electricity does your brain produce? Who thinks A, small light bulb? Who thinks B, none? Who thinks C, enough to boil a kettle? Most people thought a light bulb. That is correct. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And finally, final question, because I can see it's a struggle on this Sunday morning. 
Women blink twice as much as men. What do men do twice as much as women? Okay. Is it? There's only three answers. A, get hiccups. B, pass wind. Or C, belch. Or D, all of the above. But that wasn't in there. I just added that one. Okay, so who thinks A, hiccuping, men, oh, anyone, two? Who thinks it's passing wind? Be honest. Few. Who thinks it's belching? Oh. You go, okay, you go to the doctor. Okay. Um, it's, it's actually hiccups. Yeah. Men get twice as many hiccups as women. How do they? calculate that I mean the other two I think quite feasible but in my experience um, ok mark yourselves out of ten who got zero oh sorry yes yes, Phoebe you say that men need to know more about women men need to know more about women than women need to know about men Yeah, I understand. So, who got ten out of ten? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, five, five, four, three, two. Who was not calculating? Okay. Who enjoyed that quiz? Oh, good. Our universe is amazing. It really is. And, you know, there is every possibility that some of those were actually true. Look it up. But it is amazing. The size of our universe is amazing. I want you to take a look at this DVD. I realise it's not real, but it gives us some sort of understanding at where we stand in size compared to the universe in which we live. No one knows the true size of our universe, but sometimes as human beings, we can think that we are the centre of the universe, whereas actually... We are very, very small in comparison to all that God has created and made. Just quickly, in groups next to you, I wonder if you could ask this question. How do we feel when we think about the size of the universe? Do you think we've made God too small? How do we feel when we look at something like that or think about how big things are and we think about God? How does that make us feel? I'll give you like one minute to just discuss. I don't know how it makes you feel when you think about the universe. When I first watched that, I thought, oh, part of me feels that, you know, that's really good. Part of me feels a little bit unsure about it because it's so big and so massive. Just like David, I thought, well, who am I in all of this, in this massive, massive universe? You know, there's a book in the Bible, the book of Job, where Job struggles with life, where lots of things happen to him, and where he cries out to God again and again, and where he demands that God come and speak to him, and he demands that God come and give him answers for why his life has gone so wrong. And then God turns up 
and gives the most amazing answer. And part of the answer says this. Can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations in their season or lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself in a flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you? Here we are. Who gives the Ibis wisdom about the flooding of the Nile or gives the cockerel understanding of when to crow? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of heaven when the dust becomes hard and the clods of earth stick together? Job was crying out about his life. Why don't you answer me, God? And God said, well, who are you that I should come and answer you? Did you create the universe? Can you make things happen by your hand? We have an amazing God. Let's worship him this morning. Let's stand and sing our next song. Praise him, you heavens and all that's above. When David looked at the heavens, he said, Who are human beings that you should be mindful? Or in other words, you could say, Who are human beings that you should visit them, that you should interact with them? But then he goes on to say, Human beings may seem like nothing, and yet God has made us a little lower than him. God has made us a little lower than the angels, or if you like, a little lower than him. The God who created the universe. The God who made it with his fingertips. The God who contains the universe within himself has made us to be a little lower than him. Putting us in the position, if you like, of kings and queens of olden times. In Israel, kings and queens were there to represent the God who they worshipped to carry out the will of God, to act in a way that people could look at them and see God. And David, one of those kings, looked at the heavens and said, who are human beings that you care for them? And yet you have made us just a little lower than yourself, placing us in charge of the world that you created. But not as rulers and dictators, not as those who brandish power and say, you'll be in trouble if you don't do this. Not as those who revel in their position, but as people who imitate God, as servants, those who serve other people. I want to finish with a story about Mother Teresa, a wonderful woman who served others who put herself last so that others could have a better life. There's a story by someone called Shane Claiborne, who's a a Christian in America, who talked about when he went to visit Mother Teresa, and he went and saw all the wonderful work that she'd done. And while he was there, he noticed that Mother Teresa's feet were all sort of screwed up and mangled, her toes were all on top of each other, and she could hardly walk very well. And he kept looking at her feet and thinking, why are her feet so bad? Why, why has she not ever had something done to her feet to make her walk better? And he talked to some of the other sisters who worked with her and they said, oh, well, the reason Mother Teresa's feet are like that is because every time we get deliveries of shoes to hand out to people, she doesn't want someone to get the worst shoes. So she digs through the box 
and she takes the worst pair of shoes for herself and she wears them so that everyone else can have shoes that will be okay for their feet. And she lived her life serving others, loving her neighbour, even though that caused her to have deformed feet. And you know, in our world, that's not seen as a leader. But in the world that God created, this is leadership. This is being imitators of God. This is being made a little lower than him, to serve others until it actually hurts us. Let's pray before we sing our final song together. Father God, we thank you that we can look at the universe you've created and we can marvel at how amazing you are, not only by the things you've created that we can see each day, but by the universe that you've created that we do not understand, that we cannot imagine the size of it, that we still cannot fathom or research or even think about how amazing it is. And yet we know you know all things. You know every corner of the universe. You created all things. And yet we thank you, Lord, that even though you are so big, so mighty, so amazing, that you created us in your image and likeness. And that you placed us in a position where we can show others what you are truly like. We thank you that even though you are so amazing and so huge, that you sent your son Jesus to live among us, to show us what love is, that we might live in the same way too. We pray that as we go about our day, as we look at the world you've created, as we look tonight at the stars in the sky and think about the universe, that we will be drawn to worship you again and that you would help us to live our lives for you. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing our final hymn this morning. Jesus is Lord, creation's voice proclaims it. And we're going to take up our offering as we sing this hymn together. So let's stand together to sing. So as we go from here, as we marvel at the world God created and the universe around us, may we also know how special we are. May we also know our role within that universe. And may God give us the strength to live a life of service for him. And may God bless us and keep us and walk with us. Amen.